0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, Nicole Rohn, the capacity coach, the one who is helping you to really create balance between your personal and your professional life. And thank you for tuning back in this week. Because I've been on this awareness kick, I really wanted to continue the party. What I didn't mention last week is that this is actually a three-part series on awareness. And today's episode is It's the Awareness for Me Part Two. And we're focusing on self awareness. So I know that there's a lot to cover and that can go any which way. But really, I'm going to be talking about it from a couple of different perspectives. Number one, what does self awareness even mean? Because so many of us are running around thinking we have self awareness when that's not quite the case. Number two, how does self awareness or the lack thereof? impact your different areas of flow? So for starters, your cash flow, all the coins, all the money, your spending habits, that kind of stuff. And how does it impact your heart flow? So remember, your heart flow are the relationships, the people, the things that mean the most to you. And last but certainly not least, how does your self-awareness impact your workflow? Because for me, coming from corporate and being in HR, I was constantly surrounded by people who had no self-awareness at all. And many of them were running around making everybody else's lives miserable because they didn't know how to communicate or couldn't pick up on signals. So I want to make sure that you are not the one who's running around being not self-aware or having a lack of self-awareness. So let's really get into this. But before I do, I do want to let you know, just as a reminder, that I do have some openings for my one-on-one coaching. So if you are struggling with capacity or really just need some help trying to figure out how to balance your personal life, your professional life, how to do it all being a mom, being a wife, being an employee and a business owner, or some sort of combination of those, then come talk to me because I would love to really help you figure out what your next best step is and get you clear on how to manage it. Let's start with the definition of self-awareness. Now, because I'm from corporate. Originally, right? OG role was HR leader in the corporate space. Self awareness comes up a lot in terms of emotional intelligence or EQ and those sort of things. So I really want to break it down because to me, self awareness is being aware of the different pieces of yourself. So that includes your traits, your behaviors, and even the different feelings. And oftentimes, what people don't incorporate is what makes them tick. What frustrates them? Like all of those different pieces that make up you. And the awareness is you being aware of it. So it's taking the good, the bad, the ugly and understanding it so that you can manage it and communicate and have good relationships, not just with other people, but really with yourself. Because if you don't understand yourself, how are you going to expect anybody else to? And this is kind of where self-esteem comes in too. So being self-aware is one thing, and I do believe that it's a component to understanding your self-esteem, but self-awareness and self-esteem are two totally different things. Self-esteem by definition is really how you feel about yourself or your sense of your own worth and your own value. And I mentioned how self-awareness is a component of understanding your self-esteem, and I want to go a little bit further with that. Because really, when I think about it, self-awareness is your ability to be honest with yourself. And that then includes being able to evaluate your own self-esteem. The less self-aware you are, the more likely it is that you have no clue whatsoever about what you need, what you want, or really even where your self-esteem is. Because I had high self-esteem for a majority of my life, I didn't even realize that I had low self-esteem until I started to become more self-aware. And this was probably, ooh, almost 18 years ago (laughs) when I first had my daughter, when I first had Amaya. I didn't realize that I was battling self-esteem until after I'd left certain relationships, after I started to take care of myself better. And all of that really came from self-awareness. So the key to understanding your self-esteem, the key to understanding how you show up at work, how you show up for your family, how you show up for yourself, it starts with self-awareness. In my mind, not only are self-awareness and self-esteem first cousins, maybe even brother and sister, but to me, they both are linked to how and why we make some of the decisions that we make which is why the lack of both of those impact your cash flow. They impact your workflow and they impact your heart flow. So I want to talk a little bit about it from a cash flow perspective. Can we be honest for a minute? Because I feel like somebody needs to hear this. And I wish somebody would have told me this when I had no self-awareness and I was battling, you know, low self-esteem. How you feel about yourself impacts how you spend money. I'm going to say it again. How you feel about yourself impacts how you spend money. And I know it's no secret that there's a such thing as money psychology. And even if you take a second and think about a time in your life when maybe you didn't feel so good about yourself. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had a bad breakup. Maybe you put on some extra weight. Something along those lines. Did you practice retail therapy in any of those situations? Because I know that I have, especially around the weight department, right? Feeling guilty about putting on some extra pounds, self-esteem, feeling a little lower than normal. I went out and was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just buy me some new clothes that'll make me feel better. I'll buy some stuff that I can actually fit. And then that will boost my self-esteem. Wrong. That's not how it worked. (laughs) That is not how it happened. I felt good temporarily, but still deep down, I was not happy with how I looked even in those new clothes. I was assuming that other people were looking at me sideways and cross-eyed like, ooh, girl, you don't put on some pounds. So my self-esteem did not get boosted by spending the money. And so even in other areas, if your self-esteem is at a low point, it's going to impact how you spend money, and the decisions that you make. Because oftentimes when you are feeling low or feeling bad and not feeling good about yourself, nine times out of 10, you're making decisions that go hand in hand with that, i.e. not making decisions that lift you up. So when you think about that from a cash flow or financial perspective, more than likely you aren't even saving You may not be budgeting. You might just be doing mindless spending just because you don't have the capacity to think about it because you feel bad already. So it's like, it's just easier to do this. And so that's where the self-awareness comes in. You gotta be aware of how you're feeling about yourself. Let's talk a little bit about workflow and how your self-awareness and your self-esteem or lack thereof can show up in that kind of setting. Now, you've heard me talk a little bit about the lack of self-awareness in the workplace and how that can contribute to making people feel uncomfortable because you are not taking social cues or how that can impact communication between you and your leadership, between you and the employees that you manage, just all of that. Really being aware of how you come across and how people experience you is a necessity. It's a necessity to not only growing in your career, but if you're in the business of being an entrepreneur, you have to have a level of self-awareness and be mindful about how people perceive you. Because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, perception is reality. And if somebody's perceiving you to be difficult to work with, or someone who doesn't really allow other people to express themselves, that impacts your personal brand. And yes, even as an employee, whether you're in a leadership role, in the C-suite, an individual contributor, it doesn't matter. How people perceive you impacts your personal brand. And your personal brand is known well before somebody even meets you let alone before you seek that promotion, okay? And even in the entrepreneurial arena, if you come across as arrogant or cocky versus confident and being easy to approach, ain't nobody gonna wanna work with you. I don't care what kind of business you have. You have to be mindful about how people experience you on every single level. And then from a self-esteem perspective, that's a whole nother ball game, because when you don't feel good about yourself, especially in a work setting, you may not have the confidence to say what it is that you're really thinking because you might feel like your voice isn't valid or that you don't deserve to be heard. Or if you make a mistake, you might be 10 times more likely to beat yourself up about it or it can show up in your body language. I can remember having conversations with women sitting in my office saying that they felt like they deserved a raise or some sort of retention bonus or something along those lines. Or that they wanted to be in these leadership roles, but they would come in with their shoulders hunched in, their heads down, talking soft. I'm like, who is going to want to give you anything if your body language says I don't deserve it? So, your self esteem, as many of us know, impacts your confidence. And at work, how many of us have had to fake it till we made it? I'm raising both of my hands because I know there are roles that I've been in, there are projects that I've worked on where I was not quite sure that I was gonna be able to handle it, but I did it and I had to fake it till I made it. And if you are struggling with self esteem in the workplace, then baby, the fake it till you make it. Skill set may not be something that you have in your toolkit right now, but the good news is there's something you can do about it. And it's the same in the entrepreneur space. If you are struggling with self-esteem, it may show up in how you conduct your sales calls and how you pitch yourself for different projects, for different companies. Because if you're not thinking highly of yourself, whether you know it or not, that oozes out of your pores just like confidence does. So again, I'm going to take this back to self-awareness. You have to learn how to recognize how you feel, why you feel that way, and to tweak and adjust accordingly. I'm going to keep telling you that you can't fix what you don't face. And that's why self-awareness is so important on so many different levels. Now, I want to switch it over to heart flow, because we've talked about your cash flow and we've talked about workflow but I want to focus on two specific areas within HeartFlow. I know it's around relationships and the people and things that pull on your heartstrings, but I want to talk about your relationship with yourself and then your relationship with others. I alluded to this in the beginning, but I want to say again that your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship on the planet. Of course, outside of the relationship you have with whoever you consider your creator, higher being, where your faith resides. But outside of that, your relationship with you is what dictates every single other relationship outside of you. And so to help us really hone in a little bit on what that should look like, I want to give you a couple of signs that you might need to put some TLC into the relationship with yourself. And for those of you who don't know what TLC is, I'm going to spell it out. It's tender love and care, and I'm showing my age, but whatever. <laughs> so, here are a couple of signs that your relationship with yourself might need some work. Number one, boundaries don't exist at home, at work, with yourself like zero, zip, zilch, nada. No boundaries. And you can tell this based on the kind of relationships that you have and how you show up in relationships. For example, With me, I struggled with boundaries so, so, so much because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I thought that it was my job to take care of everybody around me. And so I said yes to everything and no to nothing. I said yes to things like, can you take me to the store? Yes. Can I borrow $100? Yes. Can I use your car? Yes. Like there was no amount of no in me. And as y'all know, that took such a toll on me. Mentally, emotionally, financially, I literally said yes until I couldn't anymore. And specifically with the people closest to me, that was a shift. And I had to be honest with myself and realize the role I played in all of that. And so part of that was really recognizing that there were no boundaries and then figuring out why there weren't any boundaries and then communicating those boundaries and a step further really holding myself and other people accountable to them. And you know as well as I do, when you go from having zero boundaries to any kind of boundaries, it's real tough. The rubber heats the road. It gets real. So if you find yourself spending all or most of your time doing things for other people, taking care of everybody else's priorities, and being overwhelmed and just exhausted, Check your boundaries. And I did do an episode on that. So go ahead and go on and back and listen to it because it will absolutely help you figure out where you need to put some boundaries. Number two, and this kind of goes hand in hand with number one with the no boundaries, but you're low key a people pleaser. So again, you're doing everything for everybody all the time. And you are very last on your own priority list if you're even on it at all. You're pleasing mom, dad, your spouse, your friends, your siblings, your kids. And I was queen of people pleasing. I'll tell you all day long, I am a recovering people pleaser. I didn't even recognize, honestly, until I was recording an episode with Samantha Washington that I was people pleasing at work. Because when somebody would come to me with a problem, Before they could even ask me for a solution, I was like, I can do it. I'll do it. I'll take that on. Yo, come in close. That's a form of people pleasing. Yeah. And so if you are seeing these sort of tendencies and behaviors in yourself, it's a red flag that you need to really work on that relationship with you. And then third is negative self-talk. And this one's tricky because we don't always pay attention to what we think or what we say to ourselves. But when you get in the habit of being self aware, I promise you, this is gonna be one of the very first things that you notice. And for me, I didn't realize just how bad my negative self talk was. Like everything that came up in my head was, you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't do that, or you could have done this better, or so and so would think, You know, just all these negative thoughts about every single thing that I did. It was so critical, so judgmental. And when I think back to where I was in my life, when I was thinking like that, I had probably the lowest self-esteem I've ever had throughout my entire life. And so my thoughts were perpetuating those feelings, which were perpetuating my habits, my actions. So spending way too much money on stuff that I didn't need in an effort to make me feel better or spending time and energy with people who really didn't care about me, but because I would rather be with other people than to be alone. You know what I mean? So that negative self-talk is something that you need to be on the lookout for if you are starting to become more self-aware and want to check in with your relationship with yourself. Because think of it like this. How do you talk to your best friend? Or how do you talk to somebody that you love genuinely, deeply, like unapologetically? Now that you have that in your head, if the way that you talk to yourself or your self-talk is opposite of that, I have no further words. That's not the truth. You know I have further words. That's just confirmation that you need to work on the relationship with yourself. Okay, so let's talk about how self-awareness and self-esteem impact your relationships with other people. Starting with self-esteem, if this is an area that you're struggling in, you may not even realize it. But as I talked about how some of that oozes out of your pores, a lot of it oozes out of your mouth without you even realizing it. So you may be saying things that are super negative, really disheartening, being passive aggressive and whatnot. And when you behave like that, or you project how you feel about yourself onto other people, number one, it's really annoying, okay? And nobody wants to hear it. And the truth is that it pushes people away. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to. Some were friends, some were family. That every time I talked to them, all they had was something negative that came out of their mouths. And I was like, "Ooh, Lord, I do not have the capacity, energy, none of that to entertain any of that. And so that is probably the biggest way that it shows up in the relationships with other people. And then if people don't want to be around you, you start to feel isolated. You start to wonder, is it you? If you have self-awareness, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you're not being around other people and you're noticing that consistently across work groups, friend groups, family groups, you gotta start to look at the common denominator. So, really understanding how you feel about yourself and how you project that, whether it be good or bad, onto the people around you is significantly gonna impact your relationships. And I started to touch on this in the self-awareness realm. So allow me to elaborate. Again, self-awareness is understanding how you respond, how you behave, what things make you tick, picking up on other social cues from other people, that kind of stuff. And if you do not have that, I guarantee you, you're gonna piss a lot of people off. Like legitimately, similarly to with the lack of self-esteem, that lack of self-awareness not only will push people away, it might even get you beat up because you might say something that rubs somebody the wrong way and end up getting hands put on you. I'm just saying. Now, be honest. How many of you listening have ever wanted to put hands on somebody, especially at work? I'm going to say that (laughs) because of their lack of self-awareness. Like, I tell you, if we wasn't at work, if we was outside on the street, let me tell you something, right? And a lot of that comes from the other person not realizing how what they're saying is impacting you. And if you are that person, I got some good news. I am about to share some tips with you on how you can increase your self-awareness. Number one, And this is the most important step ever. So make sure you have your pen, paper, phone, laptop, whatever it is, so you can jot these down. Number one is to spend some quality time with you, yourself. Yes, do the Beyonce, me, myself, and I. And this is important because you have to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you value. What upsets you? What makes you happy? You have to learn you. And we're so busy learning everything else about everything else, everybody else, that we don't take the time to learn ourselves. And we wonder why we're coming off as arrogant or rubbing people the wrong way or not really even understanding what we need. And it's because we don't take the time to figure it out. So, number one is really spending some quality time with yourself on a regular basis. It's not a one and done, similar to self care. This is a practice because self awareness is evolving. It's not something that ever stops. Because just how you were, I don't know, three years ago, I'm sure you're a totally different person now, or at least I hope so. I hope there's been some change, some growth, some development. So, it's taking the time to spend time with yourself to learn about you. And in number two, this is a way that you can, I guess, maybe speed it up a little bit. And it's by taking different assessments and being the corporate, HR-loving, test-taking, nerdy girl that I am, you know I'm about to suggest a couple of assessments that you can take. First and foremost, one of the ones that I took that I really enjoyed was an Emotional Intelligence 2.0 quiz. And that actually comes in the emotional intelligence book. And then you have other similar assessments that you can take, such as the strength finders assessment, which is also in a book. And then you have Myers-Briggs. And of course, you got our good friend Google. You can Google these things. You can Google assessments that really test your awareness, because that's going to give you a little bit of perspective into what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, how you can really put them together and essentially do a SWOT analysis on yourself. And so I would highly, highly, highly recommend that if you have one of those books, or if you don't, either go get them and or take some of the free assessments just by going to Google. Because it's gonna make a world of difference and give you insight into where you can leverage your strengths and then where you can really build upon your weaknesses and start to make them strengths. And then number three is ask people you trust about you. Remember how I said that perception is reality? Oftentimes, the people around us, our spouses, our siblings, our friends, our neighbors, whoever it is that you associate with most frequently, ask them how you come across to them. Ask them what they think your strengths are. What do they think your weaknesses are? You know, what can you improve about yourself? And it's okay to say, hey, look, I'm open and receptive. I'm on this journey of self-awareness. I want to make sure that I'm being perceived in a good way. And I'm working on working on myself. And I need your help. And yeah, it's going to be a little uncomfortable, probably a little bit awkward. But it is what it is. If you're committed to becoming self-aware, this is absolutely something that you need. Because what you think is one thing, but what other people think and experience on behalf of you showing up needs to be included into the equation, okay? Your personal brand extends far beyond corporate, far beyond your entrepreneurship ventures, far beyond business in general. It really incorporates how you show up consistently in all of these areas, And I want you to have a good personal brand. I want you to be able to have good communication. I want you to be able to be confident, to have good self esteem, to build relationships, and to really be able to love on and appreciate yourself. Because as we know, hard times always come up. There's always going to be a tough situation that you need to deal with. And how you deal with it is impacted by your self awareness, your self esteem which then impacts your resilience. And so I'll say this, as a capacity coach, the one thing that I teach or I coach on a regular basis is a level of self-awareness. And it's awareness to what are your values? What are your priorities? What are your goals? And it requires thought, energy, introspection, all of that. And so, I hope that within this episode, you've received some tools that are going to allow you to do that. Because, yes, it's the awareness for me. And being able to have that awareness of yourself and your relationship with yourself and how it impacts you financially, emotionally, relationally is ultimately going to impact your capacity as well as your ability to create balance between your personal and your professional life. So, with that, I want to wish you a happy Tuesday. I thank you for being here and joining me. And please don't forget to make sure that you rate the podcast, that you subscribe if you haven't already, and that you share this with other people that need to hear it. If you don't know how to have a conversation with somebody about their awareness, you could be like, oh, listen, I listened to this amazing podcast today that I really think you should listen to, right? So they can get a couple of the tips and see if they pick up on it. I mean, if they're not self-aware, they may not. So you might have to be a little bit more explicit. But in any event, make sure that you are sharing this because we are responsible for each other. When one of us wins, we all win. Also, I will be going live this Friday on Facebook with Samantha Washington. And we're gonna be talking all about this plus more. It's gonna be about how to really Increase your self-esteem. We'll go a little bit deeper into some of my stuff, some of her stuff, but it's definitely not something that you want to miss. So make sure that you're there. I'm going to be posting on social media about it. And until then, have a beautiful week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for allowing me to pour into you. And I look forward, as always, to continuing to be your capacity coach and helping you to increase your capacity for sustainable success so that you can increase your balance between your personal and your professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Talk to you next week.